In the midst of darkness, light persists. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Gandhi Show podcast. This is the surviving member, TJ Del Reno. Uh, with me is Lance Weiss. Hello, everyone. Uh, TJ is feeling, uh, what do they say, under the weather this yes. week, but we still got him out for the podcast, which is uh, amazing. Yes, did. yes, they did. I don't know what they hold over. And also, welcome back our good buddy of the show, Luke Thayer. Well, hello, everyone. Nice to be back. Hello. Well, Lance, who do we got? Bro? Uh, our guest this evening is uh, watch dealer, collector, uh, all-around cool guy, Rich Reichback, everybody, huh? We got him, baby. Uh, so thanks for coming, Rich. Uh, you are originally from where? I'm from St. George, Staten Island, New York. Ooh. Ooh. I thought it was fancy at first until Staten Island came in. <laughs> like St. George was like, oh, Staten Island, oh. Yeah, how many chicks fell for that one? St. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> um, so, Rich, you uh, you currently live here in New York City, and you, uh, you own a watch shop? Yeah. Yeah, so I have been some watches in some form or another since 04 and I've been around the business my whole life. My dad was a watchmaker, clockmaker. He had a store in Bedford Hills, New York. It's called Mark's Time. And uh, uh, Mark's Time, I like that. I went off on my own at the end of 09. I was uh, working and living with my dad, going to law school, and I headed out to do my own thing in the city as Time Titans. So that's your company is Time Titan. Your, your website's timetitans.com. That's so if you want to get, I mean, I feel like being a watch um, dealer, it, like 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 you probably wouldn't get into it other than a family business, right? Like, I guess maybe you just have a love of watches when you're young. If let's say you your family wasn't part of it, you know, most dealers I know have a familial connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So can you? I'm just curious. Can you? You know everything about a watch. Like you could open up a watch, and because sometimes I open up, I've, I've seen like the inside of a watch. I'm like, what is this? It's just a bunch of I don't know what's in there. Diodes and batteries. And <laughs> Lance is like, where does the time gel yeah. fit in? Yeah, I, I could give you a pretty decent working explanation of, of how a mechanical wristwatch operates. But you're I, not a mechanic. No, I'm okay. not a watchmaker. My dad was. I have a watchmaker. Okay. In my place. In the shop. Yeah. Wow. Do you also have a guy that goes out with a trench coat and he opens them up and they're like watches on one side? Dude, that should be your marketing that's, strategy. That's yeah. me when I get a little crazy, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, that should be the way you do it. It's like the service where it gets hot, like not a top hat, but like yeah, that guy, like Dick Tracy type. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hold Dude, the that should be your open. marketing. Yeah. Now, yeah. when you go out, you said you get a little crazy. Like, that's the watches aren't on the trench coat, but there's this, a trench coat involved. You're like, hey, why don't you come get this? Timex. <laughs> Timex, come on. I, I'm, I'm a real nudist. Yeah. So, uh, my, my free time. Are calculator watches the same as regular watches? Uh, if you're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I actually I bought the other day a 80s Casio early calculator watch, that first generation I love it. big one. But it's bedazzled with Swarovski crystal. Which is just ridiculous. That's awesome. Swastika crystal? I had the Casio that would uh, turn the TVs on and off. Do you remember that one? I do remember that one. I had that watch. That's a cool watch. That's a rare one. It's pretty great. You go to any place and turn the TVs wherever you want it. Oh, that's so annoying when you I used to have an R2-D2 watch that you push a button that was by his crotch and then his little dome head would pop up. Dude. Remember that one? I still have that watch. I should take it to your store to get it fixed. Dude, it was the best. I remember that. I I had a Superman watch from like the early (laughs) 80s. Digital. Oh, yeah. Where? What did it look like? Was it like his head, his mouth? Was uh, the it was a blue, like fake leather wristband, and like a metal. 
a timepiece with a picture of Superman like flying oh. next to it. Rich, you made a good point uh, when we, we met uh, about a week ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you made a good point. I guess you, you were saying maybe uh, watches for men. Oh, by, by the way, do you do women's watches as well? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm, I've shifted gears to mostly vintage watches. Sure. And a lot of the vintage watches I have will just work for a lady uh-huh. now. But for for a man, a watch is. I believe you said. That, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like a, a watch is one of the few things a man has to maybe distinguish himself. Yeah. You know, from another man. <laughs> huh? What? I don't know. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> you mean like status? You mean like no? But a watch is like you have basically you have a tie if that's something you wear, and maybe like shoes or socks. Like it's not like a woman who has like yeah makeup and a ton of uh, you know uh, maybe maybe more jewelry and like hair thing. Men, it's like watch. That's like a thing. It's the equivalent of like a pair of earrings or something. Yeah. And it's my line is that it's the only approved accessory for a man. Because across the board, yeah. Across the board. His chains are out. Like, sure. They, they haven't been cool oh, for... Oh, fuck. Are they? <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> there goes TJ. Well, I've got to take this giant Jesus chain off now. Boo. And so it's you don't only have one pair of earrings. You you have multiple. Sure. And different watches for different occasions. But unto itself, the watch over both modern and vintage watches, the range of design is as broad as any... Any imaginable category of yeah, objects. it's like huge. I Object. see those giant watches, and there's like tiny ones, and there's sure. pocket Short watches. Was there watches. Is I love it, was there a watches. huge decline when phones came out and like cell phones with the clocks on them? No, um, Rolex is like the best brand in the world. Uh huh. So they they get it. So that is the best brand. I don't know. I mean, thank I, God it's our I know of it, today. but I like <laughs> it, it's like Rolex. that's like the Mercedes of watches. No. Yes, in terms of number of dollars spent. Okay. Um, not auction results. It's Patek Philippe. Okay. Right, by a mile, but Rolex is there. Um, certainly by volume, number of dollars sold. They're a powerhouse. Yeah. They, I if mean, I showed you a shark watch I had, would you? This bit died. Go on. <laughs> you know, in, in my dad's store over the years, yeah, I started there when I was young. I was like 21. And, and how old are you now? I'm 33. So, what, is it 12 years? Yeah. 12 years of watches. Sure. That's a movie, 12 years of watch. 12 years of watch. Mm-hmm. I, nice, dude. I've sold over 5,000 watches. Uh, that's incredible. That yeah, it's a lot of watches. Hmm. Um, but I've gotten good at telling people in a polite way, that their watch is a piece of shit. Nice. Really? How do you yeah. do it? If I came in with like a swatch and I was like, listen, this is a good piece. Well, there were at one time swatches that were valuable. Um, that market is pretty weak right now. Shit. As a matter of Son fact. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> one time my dad and I um, in our town bought a guy's swatch collection and he had 350 swatches. Jeez. And very few of them were more than like 20 bucks. Oh, wow. So, and he thought he had something amazing. You know what? It was like a family member. He had died. Actually, yeah. it was kind of sad. But everyone does. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we repurposed them and just put batteries in these things. Like he bought them to like, sure. have this future fortune. You How know, hilarious! The, this was all in, like the nineties. How um, disappointed were his like grandkids? They all thought they were like millions of dollar watches. And to my grandson, like, like, you get Here's twenty a box bucks. Of swatches. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? The, you know, people would walk into my dad's store and we would sell them for twenty bucks a piece, and people were stoked beyond belief. Like it was, it was great. It was fun. Oh, that's pretty yeah. fun. Have you ever had someone walk in the store and go, "Hey, what time is it?" 
Yeah. Oh, look at your face. That's Every like single was, day. Yeah. Every single day. That's like when day. I was a cable Is guy. People most, would say, hey, oh, cable guy. I was like, it's that. I hate that. Yeah. Is that the most common joke you get? Of course it is. Yeah. I'm, do you know I'm what the just, other one is? No. No, I don't know. I'm trying to ask if you know another terrible watch joke that people walk in. That's the only thing people say to you. Well, it's a Time to of, run. <laughs> so, I'm out I, of time. I love watch people. Yeah. Um, like my great uncle, Cy Sims, used to say. Cy Sims, this guy sounds like the man. Cy Sims, Cy Sims Foundation, if anybody listens to Little Public Radio. but uh, Yeah, the, the crossover uh, on the Venn diagram doesn't really <laughs> work so well. With I think that. usually oh, people that listen to this are junkies and nobody. Have you seen, <laughs> have you seen TJ? We don't really have the crossover. I like pretty bad. (laughs) He had a lot of men's clothing stores, and he had the slogan, the famous slogan, an educated consumer is our best customer. So really good, knowledgeable, nerdy dudes are my best customers. So not always the liveliest bunch, but uh, they're good. Very interesting. Liveliest Um, bunch. If I uh, handed you a picture of a watch... Mm-hmm. Could you appraise? Ooh, yes. appraisal. On the spot appraisal. This is I love very, this. very similar to the one I had as a little boy. Ooh. Uh, what if you're sitting on a gold mine? We don't even know it. it. This is worth millions in well. sentimental value. Wow. <laughs> he just throws your phone on the uh, ground. Uh, He's so upset. Unfortunately, I don't have the watch. <laughs> I don't even have the Five or ten dollars the Insta- that the battery would cost. The Instagram's oh. great. The Instagram's great. It's all just, it's all just like pictures of watches. I see the, the Swatsnickel one. Swazowski. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The Casio. It. Look at that shit. Of course, that's the one TJ called that's, out. That's the Swastika yeah. one? Yeah. That's the Swat. Swazarskis. Ah. Swazarskis. Starskis. What's been, uh, so in your 12 years of the business, what's what's been uh, one of the challenges? I mean, this podcast is about turning negatives into positives. Yeah, that yeah. We, you know, we try and hit a few if we can. Sure. What What are some of the challenges of the watch? I guess it's a pretty unique, uh, unique job. Want, well, you it's know, a very I don't, like hand. I don't know any it's watch. a very like, like if my father's a shoemaker, it's like a very like uh, hand me down job. Like yeah. my father, especially watchmaker, such a, I mean, an old, you know, an old profession. Sure. It held up the test of time. Oh, boy. Here oh, we go. There you go. Yeah. I think I'm feeling better. Well, well we're, we're out of watches time. Watches actually made. Like it doesn't sound like a very old profession. Like, it does. I mean, when yeah. watches b- well, became no, I don't it, know. It, it, Egyptians, like, do they have it? Is it sundial? Uh, no, Chinese uh, water clocks. Okay. There's some over 2,000 year old water clocks. Wow. What is a water uh, clock? And sun, what is sundial that? is the oldest. What uh, is a sundial. water clock? Like the Flintstones, uh, they had the sundial. They weren't watch, very accurate, watch. but they were using water um, to power different components to tell time oh really yeah. over like a large space not what? not how you think of it interesting what so yeah there, there's a lot of interesting chinese clocks but they were never very accurate it was um, the sundial is accurate though yeah not very accurate really somewhat accurate i guess you gotta know what month it is versus the, the rotation all that kind of stuff sure you know, all that shit and the chinese watch water watch people Where, like where's the in. most Where's the most? Uh, I know I asked you a question. We didn't really. Well, what, where's the most accurate? Why isn't? What's the uh, accurate the, the one? Atomic, the atomic clock. And that is held where? Is that Colorado? Um, I don't know the state. It's somewhere. It's in. It's in the Wherever, U.S. Like, though. There's no, there's a bunker somewhere that you know. They're high. Oh yeah, they're hiding taken, it like somewhere. Yeah. Deep. Isn't that hilarious? Like there's a the timekeeper like of the gate of the watch. This sounds like a fairy tale, like a children's. Novel it doesn't sound or real. Like the timekeeper somewhere. The What's atomic clock. I, I want to take it back to sort of a little overarching view. So, yeah, I really took it far back with Chinese water clocks and sundials. But then you have the buildup of the European watch industry. Okay. And this happens in um, in the mid 
mid 16th century 16th century what year is that 15 um, I'm bad with that when the they 15s, say 14s, that's the, okay so in, in four, <laughs> really from 12s onward but 14s 15s you start yeah. getting more of this these town square clocks sure um and then you get sort of smaller and smaller so that's first there's a clock for everyone like you come yeah. outside that's the time right that makes sense because then we're all in the same time well, was, well, at least in that town yeah in that town <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then you get smaller clocks okay and they're the first wristwatch was made from Marie Antoinette oh was, wow uh, sort of secured by a little satin ribbon what but until another 200 years later it just wasn't widely adopted. So the wristwatch did not come around until World War One, when doughboys uh, in trenches needed to. What's fix. a doughboy? Uh, just like a World War One fighter. Like well, a fighter. Okay, I don't know if it's like I a pizza other than like pizza boy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I love like, the. Was he be on time for yeah. delivery? It's just an overweight kid in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, a doughboy, huh? That's what I'm gonna call someone I don't like anymore. Fucking doughboy. <laughs> so, so the doughboys had to, because I guess pocket watches were too like they would drop them or lose them. Sure, they needed their hands uh, more often than not for whatever they were doing. So trench watches came about, and uh, in the beginnings it was converted pocket watches, and they had wire lugs soldered on, and they were held with. Wait, they had a what? Wire lugs. Wire lugs. Yes, wire lugs. What does that so, mean? Think of a pocket watch. It's round. Okay, sure. There's no, I have one. I actually have a pocket watch my great-grandfather gave me. No shit, shit. I, should, I should bring that in. It's probably worth 10 bucks. Yeah. It's fucking all I'll gold. I know nice that. It, yeah. It's all gold. Sentimental What does that mean? Yeah. It's all gold? What it's are you fucking doing? badass. You open up the bag and there's all these dials? Dude, what the fuck? Man? Bring it in. Unless it's watches? super uh, complicated or super high grade. It looks it's complicated. probably just melt value. But I, I'd tell you what it is. Dude, I should um, fucking bring it in. It's in Georgia. We had a nice case it sits in. Like it sits on a, hmm. like a, there's a pole, like a stem and yeah, it yeah, hangs yeah. on and there's a, a glass it's that a, goes over it. A pocket watch stand. Dude, I might this be fucking rolling on. right now. I don't even know it. You said Mar- yeah, Marie Antoinette had the first, had the first yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to find mm-hmm. it. Dude, I might be sitting in a gold mine. I can't believe it. So then you have this uh, buildup. Now, everybody had a pocket watch in um, sort of the industrial period between 1865 uh-huh. and 1915. Men you, and you, women? Yeah, men and women. Okay. Or, but I don't know. Most, mostly men. Okay. Um, but everybody was able to get one during this age of... Um, it's called a precision period, the latter part there, where the technology just got better and better. Okay. And... In the U.S., we, in a very short period of time, like 10 years, just destroyed the European market. Huh. There was an English market. There was a Swiss market. And what are the first clocks running off of? They're not, are they in a battery? They gotta, do you wind them up? Well, so there's uh, clocks and watches have uh, a mainspring. Okay. Or th- things that you, you basically wind um, to store energy and slowly release that energy uh-huh. and then regulate it. So in a in a clock, it's it's regulated by a pendulum, and that pendulum is is meeting out time. Wow! And everything else just is interconnected. Sure. So as it goes one, two, it's moving gears and turning hands, and also any complications that it has beyond just time. It's amazing. And it's an, it's an amazing industry that just got better and better and better. Um, now it's sort of in a period of cl- decline. Really? So yeah, we have, we can get to the negatives. And then. this started when yeah. this decline. Um, I guess you could you could chart it to the quartz crisis. So people needed watches. Quartz is in the stone. 
Quartz is in the battery powered technology that operates most people. Oh, okay. See, I don't know anything about. Yeah, I thought like the quartz. I thought it was like the quartz. Like the quartz decided against. No, yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, quartz. U a r t z. Yeah, it's a whole different language. Quartz, but yet the same. Quartz. Yeah, just spelled differently. Yeah. Okay. So. Hey, seed. So in in the fifties, Hamilton, a great American company. Came out with the Hamilton Electric. They're still around, correct? They are. They're owned by a Chinese oh, okay, subsidiary, okay. So and they're yeah. they're a shadow of what they what once they were, were, just like a, many brands sure. are today. Yeah. Like but, a Schwinn. Oh, Schwinn. Yeah. Schwinn. Schwinn. That's a good one. Yeah, I had a, the last good Schwinn, like made in USA frame. Schwinns were the Fast shit back, back in the day, man. Right. Used to be. Now they're garbage. Yeah, they're, they're like fine. Yeah, they're like a Target bike, Toys R Us. But that's not what he came on here to talk about. <laughs> no. Licensing and brands and all that. Uh, cool yeah. Stuff. Um, after Hamilton, you had um, Bulova, another great brand, a Queens. They are still around. They are still around. Okay. But again, the same story with them. Really? Same deal. Um, but they, they came out with the Accutron, and this was really amazing. It was a uh, um, tuning fork-powered quartz watch. Tuning. But, okay. So you, you use the uh, vib- vibration frequency of a sure. tuning fork uh, and a battery to power the watch but there were some mechanical parts um, within the next 15 years quartz technology got developed to where it was first it was like early computers uh-huh. kind of not great but then it got uh, better and better and cheaper and cheaper like the watch was the size of a huge room <laughs> like the giant computers <laughs> someone go in that room tell me what time it is <laughs> hold on it's got to print out time's going by oh fuck we're late we weren't a minute ago but now we're late <laughs> oh my god I'm really funny go on <laughs> so then uh, this build up of quartz watches um, started bankrupting Swiss brands because watches are and were tools until we got to our smartphones uh-huh. or phones uh, you relied on your watches sure time. but when you have a battery powered watch that's going to keep more accurate time than any mechanical watch why have mechanical watches yeah. at all <laughs> so there was uh, the quartz crisis which was a a lot of bankruptcies a lot of consolidations a lot of brands just went under and sort of identity crisis for Swiss watches oh, would there be mechanicals sense. would people buy them so my dad was the next to last graduating class at Bulova watch school Oh, wow. And he's sort of part of this proud tradition of, you know, Bowery watch dealers. So here we are really uh-huh. close to the Bowery. Yeah. And that used to be like where I am now, 47th Street. Uh-huh. It's, it's not. That is just a shadow of what it was. Wow. But there were watch brands centered out of Bowery that distributed all over, uh, all over the country. And all watch repair guys and I, I'm a Jew, you know, that's kind of big, Wait, big. what? <laughs> Why do you have a swastika watch? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, grandma would not be happy. <laughs> I actually have had um, Nazi stuff. My dad had this crazy Nazi clock that had the insignia ripped off of it. it was have you guys seen my Nazi clock? <laughs> oh, no, no. What was it made of? Because they had lamps oh, that boy, were very, yeah, they were terrible. It, it oh, was boy. this insane 
mid-century industrial thing. Um, you know, I sent it. To, my dad died very tragically, and oh. he had 350 clocks, and I sent most of them to auction. I thought about keeping the Nazi clock. But yeah. What happened? So you said someone ripped off the swastika. The, yeah, they ripped off the swastika. You could see that there was a little thing to affix it. Yeah. I, I, it I, he TJ, told, uh, forget about your dad. What about the swastika yeah. on the back? Is that still? Where is it? Yeah. Can we put the swastika back? I don't on like get a hold of this. It. Yeah, I'm get on this watch. I, I was told that it was in like Himmler's private office oh, or study. Get the fuck I, out of I, here! I really tried to find pictures to see. Was if it, I, it was a clock, right? It was Not a, a clock. Watch. Yeah, it was, it was a just clock? a clock. It was oh like a my wall clock, God. and it kind of had. It was like a big boxy wall clock with. Um, just very crazy industrial look to it. Yeah, right? it didn't like, have like the eagle or anything. Teutonic and austere. It, well, would have, it did have an eagle, yes. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't have um, the swastika, like that would oh, be on the bottom. God, do you know how many times someone, a German, looked at that clock and was like, well, time to kill more Jews? Like, that's what happened. How fucking <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Every day. Horrible yeah. history. Every day was there. Oh, God. So what happened to it? Is it gone? Yeah, I auctioned it. I was all fucked up mentally did at buy that it? time. Yeah, somebody bought it. I can't, like, trace what happened to it. Someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clocks are, clocks, like pocket watches, are just down, down, down. Um, I haven't really gotten in the story to uh-huh. kind of the built. So I've I've given you like the. Death if there's something knell. specific you want to talk about, let, yeah, we go any direction. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to give an overarching sort sure. of sure yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing with with watches. So you had this 80s period, then the build up in the 90s into the 2000s, and just fever pitch insanity uh-huh. up until 08 when you had the first recession kind of hitting. Sure, but. Because watch uh, a, a, a very nice watch is a luxury for sure. A five thousand dollar watch is a yeah. luxury. Yeah, so that's gonna be you're gonna start cutting some of your luxuries that maybe you don't need. Yeah, you're like I get sure. to look at the, yeah, my cell phone for time, yeah. or be like, hey man, what time is it? And someone's yeah. like, well, oh, you know, tool time. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I winked at Luke on it. I know you did wink at me. It's my favorite thing. Go on. <laughs> I'm delusional. So. I gotta catch myself up. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not, okay. I'm yeah. a real Tim, asshole. Tim, Tim Taylor. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim the tool man. Yeah, the Tim, tool man. Please. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dude. No, it's okay. Um, so, watches are luxury items. People certainly cut them. Sure. I think what a lot has happened, it's just like a lot of things in this country. Um, I'm getting less sort of middle class and... and Kind of ordinary folk uh-huh. that can buy watches, but I've I'm super egalitarian. I've consciously lowered the price point of stuff, and in switching over from a lot of modern watches to vintage watches, sure. I can hit a lot better price points. For it sure, makes sense. Yeah, all different market people. Yeah, and so the the point at which watches kind of stopped being for a purpose and also they were so easy to buy cheap quartz watches like the Superman watch you showed me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the point after which I like to buy stuff. I will do it, but it's the earlier stuff that had a purpose that is exciting to me. You know, it's built to last a lifetime. So do you, like, it, it always it always blows my mind people that have, like, like you selling, like, like a watch dealer and, and uh, just comic book stores, but it's like, when you have to rely on, like, making sales, like, how, is it a stressful job, or were you were you guys smart enough, I mean, this is getting to, like, finances, but it's like, it's like yeah. I, it always is like, if watches are declining, I'm like, how do you survive in New York City, uh, you know, it's, it's such a mind-blowing thing. I like that you threw it, are you smart enough to have a business and maintain you, and make a living? Are you, what I want to know. <laughs> So, I have this law degree. I don't use it, but there's some parallels. Uh, watch lawyers who go and hang a shingle 
just find their niche. You know, they, they figure out what little area they can exploit and they do it. Yeah. So there isn't one way to be a watch dealer. There's a lot of different ways uh-huh. to do it. You can be a total fucking idiot or you can be crazy smart and a watch historian. Sure. You oh. know, so like Lance could do it and I could do it because I'm super <laughs> smart. I have, I have a question. You have a, um, I don't know if this guy, you have a mustache, which people can't see, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, no, but. You have a mustache. Yeah, and an I'm just curious, is this, is this help you? And obviously, you're very well versed in watches and watch history and mechanics. Oh, you know, I don't know anything about watches, but um, does a mustache help you with your vintage? When someone comes in, they're like, yeah. it's part of the package. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just trying to grow a beard, and sure. I grew a very terrible beard. Like,. It looked like pubes. It wasn't good. Oh, um, but <laughs> my my mustache is great. And my wife is sitting here laughing, but she she approves of it. And that's really what matters. If she did not sure, approve yeah. of it, I, I wouldn't have it. But I grow a good mustache. And it helps yeah. convey a sense of authority. Yeah, it definitely it's, does. It's good. It do definitely you, does. Do you wear a derby hat at I any do, point? You know, I do. I have Dude, a really old timey. Yeah. Do I have it here? Because no, you, you've got the look that I think you've got this. I buy a watch. I don't have the money, but I like the, you know. If I had the money, I'd buy a watch from you. I, I, for local people, uh, I'm definitely not trying to screw anybody. Sure. I want my big thing is value. So there's a component of watches that are design and art and function, and then there's the component that has them like stocks because they are. Yeah. They're going to have a life beyond Their what you paid. Yeah. Right? They're worth some amount of money. It's never going to go to zero like a stock. So mm-hmm. for me, I don't have any stocks and I believe 100% in what I, I do. So I'm like fully invested in sure. my inventory. Yeah. So to answer your question, for one, I run my money like an asshole, like a lot of dealers. I, I can't say no sometimes. Uh-huh. Sometimes I just have to buy shit. Yeah. My cash flow is often insane. Jeez. Like many watch dealers. Thankfully, I just don't get stressed out. Let's go. I'll go to zero, I'll go to negative, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. As long as I have money to eat and I just don't pay yeah. myself very much. And that's how it works. Were you now, were you, you were, and you were interested in doing watches before your father passed? Yeah, no, I was doing. I, you were already doing. Yeah, I, I went to Tulane undergrad. I got the fuck out of Staten Island. I had to go yeah. far away. Um, that's I, a good school. It was a good school. Yeah. And I went. I was doing um, organic food distribution, which is my total other yeah. interest yeah. is um, healthy eating oh. and cooking. But my dad needed to hire somebody. Um, it was a good opportunity to go kind of live and work with my dad. Sure. Um, my parents had divorced and I didn't get a lot of time with my dad. And despite him, perhaps, I fell in love. I spent a lot of time in high school going to his store and reading watch magazines. Really? Just like in the 90s, like I'm just being a nerd, like nerding out back then. So it's a lot of years I'm I'm around it. Uh Also, I have a very vivid um, image. I'm in a guild called International Watch and Jewelry Guild. Oh, wow. It's it's changed from what it once was, but I have this vivid memory of being 16 and going in with my dad and there are just stacks of racks, stacks of money Jesus. You know, in people's showcases and watches. And yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. Well, watches are this crazy international currency because a Rolex is worth something everywhere in the world. Huh. Yeah. So certainly it's this black market. What, what, what are some of the more high-end watches, like uh, uh, the high-end Rolex? Uh, Daytona is sort of the high-end Rolex. Okay. Uh, Yachtmaster, Yachtmaster 2. And, and how much are these? Uh, Day-Date, Day-Date 2. 
Uh, in Rolo- the U.S. money. Yeah, Rolexes can go to like 400 500 for very... Thousand. Di- di- yeah, diamond. So we're talking about half a million dollars yeah. for, for a timepiece? How many yeah. of these are actually made? <laughs> Not that many yeah. of those, and a lot of those will fare actually really well. Wow, half a million for the fact. a watch. Or they'll keep a very surprising amount of cents of the dollar of retail, maybe as much as 70 or 75% for a very special... Um, jeweled yeah. example that they just they don't limit them but they make very few that makes they'll go sense. to like yeah. the Middle East and just people It's watches are great for rich dudes and dick swinging and ego shit it's a status thing yeah it's, yeah it's like well, if, if I'm let's say I'm a big businessman or a woman let's say I have you know I'm worth 15 mil, uh, billion dollars and I want to do a deal I'm gonna, and I'm going to shake a hand with that person I'm going to see that watch and go okay this person is somebody I want to do business with because they they're not just like like shooting smoke up my ass they're in the game sure it could I mean it depends on how discreet or overt sure, you want to yeah. be really so. But, but if I look down and I'm like, someone's like, well, I don't know why I'm not sure about this business person. And I look down at their wrist and there's a $300,000 watch. I'm like, okay, this person might be serious about what they're talking about. You know, the, don't judge a book by his cover. Um, I heard a good joke once. They were like, uh, they said not to, but it's like, uh, yeah, that's why it has a cover. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know whose joke yeah, that yeah, is. I wish I, yeah. I wish I knew who that was. I, I credit that them uh, anonymously if I, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've done a lot of endurance sports. Jim Norton. Uh, often. Oh, the thing was, oh, was Jim Norton. Okay. Yeah. Often you'll see dudes wearing um, like Iron Man watches. Sure, like they're, the, they're, the comic book. No, like no, like oh. Ca- Casio or Timex Iron Man. Yeah, you know, or or like a, a Garmin or some shit. They're they're probably a baller. Like really? Yeah, you don't. You never know. Oh, because it's like rich people dressing down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's okay, not sure. always clear. Sure, sure, about sure. anything. I'm not going to draw conclusions. That's what I've, I've yeah, learned. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. I, you know, as somebody that sells to people, I'm uh-huh, not going to judge totally somebody sense, yeah. as like not having the money to buy some shit for me. Plus, I try and keep it having... I, I want to be as nice to somebody in a of course. few hundred dollar transaction as it would be in a $20,000 Of course. Yeah, that's true. And granted, I'll be making more well, money in the five years, that person might make that money and they could buy that watch. That's yeah. my rationale, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so so your dad wanted you to go to law like law school. Here's the thing, and like, there's no bits about it because you did, you mentioned this, as, if you don't want to tell it, it's fine. But you said tragically, can we ask like... Yeah, my dad what died happened? of a heroin OD uh, like a few months before Philip Seymour Hoffman in Jesus. exactly the same manner. Jeez. It was like sudden. He had relapsed. Have you ever done drugs? Years. I, I smoke a lot of weed. I'm, I'm not. But you never did like that? No, no. Did you know he was doing that? Oh, yeah. Fuck, man. Fuck. My dad drinks, but I can never imagine like shit. That's crazy. Uh, it was just a fluke yeah. and insane. Um, yeah. My grandma died in the same week. And then we got wow. married six weeks later, so yeah. it was just. So you guys are planning to get married already? Yeah, we had, we had a plan to get married, and you yeah. just you like yeah, we're just gonna go through. I mean, what's six weeks? A month and a half? It was about six and a half weeks. Jeez. Okay, I understand you not knowing watches, but like not knowing six weeks is a month and a half. Like you have to ask that question. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the timeline down. Oh God. Uh, we, <laughs> but that's cool that you that you so then six seven you guys and you got married obviously yeah, it wasn't even a question what my dad would have wanted like yeah. he would have wanted us to go it was just yeah. real fluke but was the law I mean, school thing crazy. was law school like he, he was like you should be a lawyer don't no do um actually oh. I told my mom after the first semester that I was gonna quit law school and go get a booth on Forty Seventh Street and. I mean, I like how my life turned out, but fuck. I'd be like a multimillionaire right now. If you were a lawyer? No, if I had left then. Because it took me a lot. My dad wasn't like 
big dog dealer uh-huh. and he didn't leave me with millions of capital in the grind. like yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of other people he had a bunch of shitty clocks and like when he got good triple a or quadruple a shit smarter savvier shark sure. shark ass motherfuckers oh. come in there and shark his ass and i got a question so we're, we're talking about the diamond district well you're talking about bowery originally yeah but now we're talking about the diamond district and that's 47th street in manhattan 47th between 5th and 6th. Uh, my question is, because I walk by there sometimes, right, going somewhere, and do those do those people there have money, or, or, or I mean, are they, or do they run the gamut? Some do, some don't. Yeah, the, I the mean. The owners of the business? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a pyramid. I mean, definitely there's like two-bit dudes, and in, in general, in, in watches. Um, it's almost like the stock market. Like people, right? Like... I imagine like certain people show up to work and are like, oh, there he is today. He, Jimmy's down the block. Like He's like the kingpin of like... There's definitely people with lots and lots and lots of sure, money and watches. Yeah. And there was great opportunity for a lot of years. Just like everybody who's anywhere from 10 to 30 years older than us, these people made lots of sure, fucking money yeah. because things were dripping with opportunity uh-huh. that's not open to us now. It's not the same. Like I do okay. I grind it out, sure. but I'm not, I'm not killing it. Yeah, it know. seems so competitive because I walk by there and it, it, the vibe is so intense. It's like, I'm not even looking for a watch. And like 10, 10 men and women shout at me like, watch, you need a watch? You coming on it? I'm like, I'm not even, I'm just trying to go to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, <laughs> like, so that goes back to his like guy in the trench coat. Yeah, dudes are like, uh, you know, gold, gold diamonds jewelry, selling, buying, yeah. coming, you know, just like. Oh my God, like the guys that like try to sell you weed. Yeah, or coke to like coke, coke, coke. You walk by like coke, coke. Smoke, you like smoke. Like smoke, like smoke. Trees. So these guys are making money based on bringing people into pawn shops, and there's pawn shops that are just like hidden off a street view. So it's crazy what really goes on on 47th Street. Sure. So I'm in the second floor of a retail exchange, and I have a really cool little boutique setup. Yeah. Where um, I've only been there for six months. Uh, My wife who. It's going to be on a future podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, who's in advertising. She went to Brand Center. Uh, and so we lived in Richmond for two years, moving back from New York. And then we came back and I opened up a space on 47th. So it's a little different. It is not the norm of what you get. It's grimy as shit on 47th Street. Uh-huh. But in the best of ways, in an authentic way that this neighborhood is still just a teeny tiny bit, though it's getting yeah. gentrified and shitty. But it's very um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's very Jewish too. Yes. The sellers. Yes, but there's there's Muslims, there's Asians. Sure. It's really a melting Ew. pot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to, to which one, TJ? Oh, both. <laughs> there's like Bukharian Jews. There's so there's like little bands uh-huh. or tribes. Like, and are most people like it's a family that they came up kind of like yeah, you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I. I wish that I, my dad could have like helped me more. He showed sure. me as much what not to do as what to sure, do. Sure, sure. I, I have a broad appreciation of things because I've seen a lot of other things besides watches. Yeah. So I just have a lot of exposure to objects. And that design sensibility is what makes me good in picking vintage watches to buy and uh-huh. resell at profit. How do um, you pick a good one? So and where are they coming from? They're coming online or coming yeah, to so the this, store? Yeah, so there's a mix. Like eBay, uh, authorized dealers that sell me stuff. Okay. Dealers over the counter, customers over the counter. Um, sure. People. What what makes a good watch? I mean, I'm sure there's a million factors you look at and the, the price versus what's in it. But like, oh, man. Maybe one or... I uh, know, maybe it's a... Whole. Do you mean like good watch and like this is a good timepiece or this is a good item to resell like I'm going to make money yeah, I don't every know. time right. I'm just, I'll like answer in both yeah. so there's dudes like me that are vintage watch dealers that were kind of this lifestyle brand uh-huh. and 
kind of highest conceptuality. I don't think of myself that way, but I'm picking pieces based on partly brand, partly function, size, price, Uh and aesthetics, and sort of what is value or what allows me to sort of make a good percentage but also sell something cool for somebody at a competitive price point. And I like to, personally, to be in things where I'm not competing with other people. So I love unique and rare. I have a lot of like unbelievably rare stuff that I'm not competing with anybody, which I like. But then what makes a good watch? Maybe the exact opposite of what I go Uh for, which is uh, sellability. Man, it seems so hard. There's a million Rolexes. It seems stressful. It's fun. I find it to be invigorating because you never know what you're going to find. But running any small business, especially in New York City, is, is stressful. Um, I have a good team around me. I live below my means, so I have uh-huh. a lot of kind of built up. What would, what would be your dream? You, you, you know, this goes as, as far as you want it to go. How, what would you like to do? I'm doing everything I want to do. I'm I'm making with some kid in Baltimore. You're making who, your own watches. Yeah, I'm gonna make some like one-offs. Okay, just for fun. And we're talking about the face. You're not making talking the, about the whole thing and the bands too. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna use vintage movements and make watches. Just. Dude, that's incredible side project um, I'm doing a book uh, I'm doing like a kind of a comprehensive yeah that makes sense uh, book watch history would be very like this is very interesting to hear you talk about it. that'd be interesting to like a in a book and I want to do with my buddy a screenplay about the quartz crisis sure so that's something else I want, want to do so how about a show this. like Pawn Stars what, what about it like oh what I do, I, do I, could, I couldn't I could do reality I, I had filmed something one time do you remember what that was called? What was it called? Something on HGTV. Yeah, I did something oh, on HGTV cool. once. Yeah. It was, that's awesome. It was cool with this uh, former Tulane grad, Louise, who's at Heritage Auction. Uh, that was cool. I came in. I praised some shit. It was cool. Uh, I I could do reality TV. It could be fun. I mean, it's not my goal. I don't care. It's no one's, no one's it's nobody's goal. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know why, because I'm too fucking authentic. And like, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too fucking, I love that. That's an attitude I would have. Yeah, that's actually pro- the tagline to his reality real show, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Cause producers do like, they would do the weird sheepy horn uh, shit. Yeah, was yeah, like, wah, 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 yeah, dude, you can't do that. When like a, a watch is like sold own. wrong. But the, the cast of characters around me, both within friends of the business sure like alright so I'll tell you a funny story about my watchmaker he won't be listening so it's, it's cool yeah just don't say yeah, his, no one is. don't say don't his name, say his name. So he doesn't no it doesn't matter um, so he just found me one day it wasn't my goal to get him uh-huh. maybe this was like a distant goal in my mind in fact like I need I hired a GM just the other day good family friend but that was the first hire I needed to make not him but uh-huh. it just happened it was kismet and I've been around a Kismet. lot of that's a good word. watchmakers. So my dad was a watchmaker that wanted to be a dealer, though he was a very talented watchmaker and should stay on the bench. But this happens to watch dealers. They want to be dealers. Uh-huh. Not, or watchmakers, they want to be dealers. So he had a guy named Wolfath. And uh, Wolfath was half Ecuadorian, half German. You ever eaten at Wolf Nights right around the corner? The rat place. I walk, <laughs> yeah. I walk by at Wolf Plays all the time. Never eaten there. It's good. In my mind, the whole yeah. time, I was expecting like wolf, half wolf, wolf at one point. Yeah, like half wolf, half German. Yeah, yeah. He, he was this like son of a Nazi, you know, but had this great mechanical mind. And he could just fix anything. But he would uh, choose not to understand English when it was convenient to him. One uh, day, he just... Like l- all foreigners. Right. <laughs> Telling me, bro, we got to build that wall. Go on. <laughs> One day he just bounced to Costa Rica. Done. Just like retired. 
Saved up enough money, it was gone. So then in his stead, my dad found this guy, Jang Chow, who had emigrated from... Dude, I love from, his names. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's... I had a different than Georgia, last night, yeah. huh? <laughs> I, I don't, Delicious. I, oh, is that what you meant? I was yeah. like, I don't know what he means, but what did he have? So, <laughs> Jang Chow um, would come from Flushing, and this is when I'm living with my dad. We're renting like half a house, like an acre in Bedford Hills. It's nice. And I would go on a Wednesday, I would drive to Flushing, to Whitestone, and I'd pick him up early in the morning, and he would sleep with us. And he was particular, he had like back issues. So he slept under the stairs by his choosing with huh. on four cinder blocks on like plywood boards that he put what like the they fuck? put like pads on. That's some POW shit. <laughs> also, he would only eat the Chinese food from the place in town. And he would have like 10 minute long ordering conversations with them oh, about his Chinese food. That's fun. Wow. And he would eat gruel every morning. Gruel. And also what is gruel? Gruel is like um, oatmeal rice that's just reheated with water. That's so what gruel, gruel is? porridge. Oh, right. This dude had a crazy life that he's still just trying to be comfortable. He's like, yeah, it feels good when I was locked in a <laughs> bamboo cave in Vietnam. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of fun with eating gruel. He was actually it's like fresh blood. <laughs> yeah, he was the director of a museum in Shanghai of watching a watching clock museum, and he wanted to come for his son who went to like Binghamton and is a Jeez. doctor now. So he kind of did awesome. But um, Jang Chao wasn't actually a particularly good watchmaker. So Hegson, my guy, is amazing. And I just got really lucky to get him. But What happened to the Gruel guy? You just <laughs> So Gruel guy wasn't particularly good. And he was having like a high comeback rate. And we just yeah. like phased him out. And my dad finally, like in the last few years of his life, went back to the bench and was doing watchmaking. Although in the final like 18 months when he was doing a lot of heroin, um, he got really bad and sloppy. Like there was a point where he thought he was awesome. He's like, yeah. thought he was like the Janis Joplin of of watchmaking. Which back That's like so thirty funny. years ago he was. Like he was really really dope. But was, yeah. you know, but later on when he was sixty three, he just wasn't. And yeah. so when I went on his bench, it was shocking the amount of unfinished shit. Like wow. all this like crazy. He was just taking shit apart to take it apart. But my dad had a genius mind. Like it was sure. amazing. So. Hexen's dope, but I, I'm in Miami last month for a show, and I I had given the bathroom key to them, so to Hexen, and I guess he must have lost it and didn't want to say anything, so he was going in this janitorial closet with a slop sink, kind of next to these ladies' room on the second floor, uh-huh. and he got called out. So like one day, like this guy who runs the exchange came up to me. He's like, "Can, can I talk to you?" It's like serious thing. And Hexen had just been peeing in the sink. He, he, you, know, you know he pooped in that sink. I know. That's exactly what I was expecting. I was like, okay. You know he pooped in that sink, and he had fond memories of yeah. TJ knows that trick. He said it way too soon. Oh uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, he pooped he, in the sink. Yeah, I get it. It's easy. You just hang your butt over. Just yeah. let it fall. How do you get it to go down? That's the real. Huh? That's the real trick. You mash it with your foot like Lance's uh, first stand-up uh, joke. Oh like boy. Lance's old stand-up joke. That was a yeah, rough bit. Still is closer. <laughs> so, but he he denied like he just wouldn't admit he still won't admit but it's known that uh, this shit happened but so I had this perpetual calendar talking about you know perpetual calendar sure day. it was a um, a dummy piece for this Basel Fair which is what the brands do every year they spend tens of millions uh-huh. of dollars and these crazy displays in, in Basel, Switzerland and they release the new models for the year so this was part of a big closeout lot and the company didn't want to fix it and my other really talented watchmaker couldn't fix it. 
Hexen just got right in there, fixed it right up. Oh, like, wow, no, that's no badass. Problem. He'll make stuff. Like, he's total mechanical genius. You know, he that's d- awesome. He doesn't need to know the layout. He could just take something apart, put it back together, and, you know, bang out multiple cleanings in a day. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, awesome. And pees in a bucket. And he will pee. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like... You, and uh, poops. Yeah, a lot of brilliant people are like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you geniuses. See the, yeah. You ever see the aviator? Yeah, with Howard Hughes, like he like his OCD was so bad, like it was weird stuff. But like he was a genius, and wasn't mm-hmm. Steve Jobs supposedly like pretty intense and yeah. aggressive and like? But he was a genius, you know what I mean? Uh, Justin Bieber also Peter Bucket. <laughs> um, that's how I know I'm not a genius. R. Kelly, like, uh, I can't even go in a public restroom, let alone go into a slop bucket yeah. <laughs> inside a closet in the hallway of a place. He's he's got this like big kind of Homer Simpson-y gut which Hilarious. will occasionally knock things over in my very small little space that's so <laughs> um, funny <laughs> and so I just had this like permanent image of him like peeing now in, in the sink it's great oh that's geez. awesome and I'll laugh about it forever I also picture uh, like different watches being just stuck to the underside of his <laughs> belly that he doesn't know are there. $10,000 watches. $10,000. It, yeah. w- it would be in my office because that's what my office is like. It's an explosion of all kinds of watches, expensive and not. And wow. yeah, definitely. He's got one in his fat roll. <laughs> Do you want to... Uh... Good vocabulary over there, by the way. Um, yeah, like fat roll. Yeah. That, that, that is literally the last word he said before you said oh, great vocabulary. Said? Yeah. I yeah. thought it was a term for something. Um, yeah. So we got we got a few minutes left. Do you want to um, talk? I, I know you're into, you, you say like healthy foods. Yeah. I believe you told me you have a meat freezer. I wish I could have brought it. Um, I had a meat freezer in Richmond. We lived in this amazing carriage house. Where's um, the meat coming from? <laughs> he just meant bring it to New York City. Like, why would you bring the meat freezer to a podcast? Uh, <laughs> it, it was coming from my friends' farms um, and other farms that I, I would get meet these people in, in Richmond. And like, I bought a quarter cow. Sure. I bought bunches of chickens, chickens that I helped kill and process. That's amazing. Which is oh, super geez. cool. So here, um, we just joined the CSA. I'm, I do CrossFit uh-huh. over here. Yeah. Bar- Bowery of CrossFit. course you do. Of course With I everything do. that you've named so far, CrossFit definitely. This is had like to a real man's list. man. Yeah, killed um, his own chickens. Fucking kayak. Got a, got a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> so one of the members there, like her brother has a farm, so that's cool. Like it's a possibility yeah. to get to know them. And then we we transitioned uh, to Staten Island in my mom's house uh, before we got our awesome apartment over here. Um, so over there, I was getting like bunches of chickens and stuff from farmers, and I still do that. Like that's where I go every every week to the farmers market. That's amazing. But Nobody I don't have much that. room in my freezer. Yeah, I mean New York is tough. Yeah, I've really had an amazing freezer. Yeah, everything about your life is vintage. Like you're living like it's still the early twentieth <laughs> century in everywhere. Old cars, like old cars. I, I do, yeah, I do. I, I would like a Land Rover if, again... And all the old ones. The old ones. Yeah, those are yeah. cool. Yeah, those are cool. Uh, like, do you own a medicine ball? I wish I did own a medicine ball, but I can use a medicine ball. Uh, <laughs> do you own one of those machines you stand in that just shakes you? Shakes you, you yeah. In the corner. It's very prominent in our apartment. The money machine? 
No, no, no the, the, the rubber bands that shake you. Lance thinks uh, you maybe electrocute you. <laughs> Lance thought you had a tank that shoots dollar bills and you catch it. As an what exercise. if you had a money machine at your house? A money tank. Yeah. And you just put all your money in every day and went in there. Just grab what you can yeah, for coffee. The combination uh, <laughs> stripper pull through the money machine. Is, oh, that'd be oh, so that's cool. Nobody's doing that. No, I, I haven't to. seen that. I'd love to do it. Yeah, Dude, that might be the way. <laughs> that's well, the way that's, to lose uh, all money you actually have. Do you want to ask that? Yes, yeah, I ask our guests this sometimes. Uh, just curious, so because it's about turning negatives into positives. Let's say, and you already hear a lot of great stuff. When something doesn't go your way, you have a bad day of watch sales, or you, you know, you don't. How do you uh, do? You uh, spiral? Is there any kind of mental thing you hear? Like you know, I don't know. Um, you get depressed somehow, and then how do you get yourself out of it? Like, okay, we gotta like get the next. Like, how do you, you know? Because we all have bad days, I yeah, think. Some people yeah. don't, but... You just remember that you're not laying on boards and cinder blocks and eating <laughs> gruel. Under the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Under the stairs, Jenga. Um, <laughs> shit, shit happens. It's a cutthroat business. Sure. So what my buddy... I feel stressed walking through the Diamond District as a just a patron. It's different. Coming into my space is different. That, so all these people... But that's what I'm saying. What Being it, your profession, I yeah. feel stressed out. I'm not even in the business. You got. I can't even imagine I, what I it's like. I do different stuff. I have different stuff sure. on in my inventory where I'm not competing with all the same people of the same uh-huh. shit. So it's it's a little lesser, right? And sure. I accept that I'm not gonna do the volume sales, but yeah. bet shit happens. Um, my friend bought something on eBay. It was a big rip. He would've made a lot uh-huh. of money. And then somebody reverse poached, aka tortious interference, where they're like, oh, you sold that too cheap. I'll give you double. Straight up illegal, but really? it happens. Oh, and, and I would never do that. Like, there's just lines that right? it happens assuming, a lot. Yeah. It's a load of shit. It happened to me on wow. one of one of the biggest rips I ever made. So that sucks. Like, wait, what does someone do? They so um, my friend buys Watch X at okay, you know, price say twenty five hundred, okay. and then dude sees this in the, the completed item uh-huh. record on eBay and is like, oh, you paid too cheaply. I'll give you five thousand. Yeah. So people are poaching what's already completed yeah, probably right. every day. Just like I hope I But then who makes money? Hex on them. Yeah. The yeah, other yeah. but then who The guy who bought it made the fucking money. The guy who the guy who said I'll give you five grand. So both people really benefit in this in the situation. Just the guy, the finder, like doesn't. Yeah. Like yeah. if you honor contracts, you sure. know, which nobody does. So are on there eBay, people so. on like on that strip to diamond who are known as like scum but like it, it, does, rep, does reputation matter that much? Like all, all dealers well, all dealers will be like, oh, guys a scumbag but because dealers love to hate each other it's so true but there are a lot of dealers I like and can say are gentlemen and menches and they do it the correct way there's definitely so I I hope that people can say that about me I I know that generally it is said like I'll go to bat for my customers I'm not trying to gouge people yeah you know um, do you yelp each other no, there's no like I could probably have a Yelp because I have a location. Yeah, so I haven't pushed for it because Yelp is evil. But um, Yelp is evil. But yeah. um, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> another podcast. Um, is it because people just troll and ruin it? Yelp is helpful. It's their their practices of getting money out of you know vendors. You, you know people who need to rely on Yelp sure, reviews. Yeah. yeah, but that's a whole other can that's of worms. I think. No. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I've lost big sales. I've I've lost money. I've made big rips. I keep yeah. it pretty level. So, but me, mentally, how do you get yourself? We have a rough. I, I a cook rough and one. I exercise. That's it. Yeah, keep okay. it simple, man. And my yeah. dog, you know. Yeah. And my wife. That's all. <laughs> first, my wife. You said my, the dog first. My, Whoops. My, my my wife is the first amongst those. I said them in reverse importance. Uh, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? 
Tony, the blind Boston Terrier. Okay. Uh, what kind of wife do you have? <laughs> Katie, the very beautiful advertising Maven. Oh, what a oh, save. Maven. Right after Maven. Maven, Maven that's when you said, man. that is when you should say vocabulary, not after fat roll. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> yeah. think he said fat. I thought it was a term like fat roll. Fat roll. I thought it was like a term like for something. Fat roll? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was like a thing. Cream filled, you know. Ooh. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, that's that was awesome, man. I there's a lot of stuff on watches. It was kick ass. I didn't know any of this stuff. Dude, I didn't know any these of are the kind of podcasts either. I really. Dex, I'm glad we did this and I survived. So, uh, yeah, thanks yeah. for uh, sticking through. I know you, you know you don't feel. Yeah, it's twelve. Well. Yeah, you always look Never terrible. You look yeah. extra terrible yeah. this this uh, this well, week. I'd say it's baseline. Your mind has been enriched, so it was. It is it. very neat, yeah. especially like I'll know to come to you if I do need to get like a watch. Like it's so rad because yeah. I, I don't. What's really the cheapest wear. watch you have? Yeah, true. I have freebies. I have things free just, watch, oh. CJ. Do you have a Superman freebie? Free watch. I would give that guy. away. I, you know, and I have bought this like thirty or forty pound bag of like crazy, just whatever shit on eBay, and then I gave it away to her, the Michigan family. They picked it's through amazing. it. Everybody just loved they picking love through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people love that shit. Yeah, I can um, see that. It makes sense. so fun. So I, I have this one check dealer who I've been buying from for a lot of years, and she'll just include free little shitkin yeah. kind of things. A uh, uh, shout out. To this space, um, it, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm gonna have a thing here on the 29th. We are at uh, Lucky Jack's Bar uh, at 129 Orchard Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and Monday, uh, the 29th of February, which is Leap Year Day or Perpetual Calendar Day, happens once every four years. I'm kicking off my inaugural sort of watch meetup for watch nerds and anybody who's not a watch nerd and you know I'll bring out some watches people will bring out some watches it's for collectors awesome. it's for people who are interested I'm gonna have a security yard as well so that's oh. Oh, yeah, critical to the whole operation wow. um, but this will recur and hopefully those interested parties in watches in New York City will come is there yeah. a watch for people that don't like to wear watches ooh it's probably the Apple Watch, you know, being realistic about oh, really? it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, if you don't like to wear a watch, you know, <laughs> wow, Fitbit, it. you know? <laughs> yeah, Fitbit. I, love, I love pocket watches. That's, those are actually my I love pocket watches. Yeah, uh, the pocket watch. Pocket like, watch, okay. I love it. Cool. You just, there's Do you like to put it. vests? You know, how fancy are you? Oh, you get a vest, vest, a little pocket yes, watch and a vest. Uh, Every time I buy a pocket watch, I sequined. wear. I wear. Oh, I wear. But if you do that, everyone like dislikes you immediately. They're that like, "This true. motherfucker with a vest? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you got a fucking pocket watch?" It depends if it's like Wait, leather. It it's like it depends biker what your vest. social circle is yeah. too. Like in our in our world, you're like, "Come on, bro." Oh, Comedians, <laughs> you'd be eating a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a fine hipster line that I walk very <laughs> carefully. You know that I don't fall in a douchebag. Abyss, bad bitch. Oh, it's awesome. Wait, so what else? We can find you on Instagram. Where at Time Titans, which is just that's it. I mean, and that's your website as well. Yeah, com. My uh, location is 37 West 47th, Booth 77. Um, Typically, I'm there from like 11 to 5. Cause real so if we just came and we asked for Rich, they'll know? Yeah, I have my watchmaker there. I got my GM there. I'm okay. there. There's just a colorful cast of characters usually floating around. Um, people that would be maybe mistaken as homeless in any, any other Hilarious, place. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot there. of misshapen... Really freaky looking people, yeah. they're but they're actually making the watches for you. The people that look homeless, they're living under the stairs. They got watches stuck to their bellies. <laughs> uh, like, you're like, I got all the sinks. time in the world. Pain I got time sinks. to make these. There's gruel. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you offer gruel to your customers? 
I should have a courtesy gruel. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've inspired you me. Like the whole experience yeah. of like just back in the day and like tough times. And people can come get like an Instagram with you and your mustache. And For everything. sure, absolutely. Yeah. I'll wear my hat. Yeah. yeah, you're the you're my number one watch guy. Oh, let's. I'm think, proud. I actually mine too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would say mine too, but I have a watch guy. You have I'm a watch so guy. Sorry. No. This validates <laughs> me not practicing law. My mom definitely can be relieved. Dude, yeah. it's great. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, sweet. That's been our show. Great job, everybody. TJ sounds, uh, yeah, he's just, he's in. I'm going to fall asleep on a bus. He hasn't, he hasn't Again. felt too well today. Again. <laughs> per use. <laughs> Underneath the stairs of the bus. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Rich. This is awesome. Um, yeah, fuck, go teentitans.com. Uh, Teen Titans. Ta- Teen, 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 Teen Titans. Titans might be a older. That is a very different business. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, um, that's right. Don't Time, go there. TimeTitans.com. Go to GandhiShow.com <laughs> to follow. Uh, you know, for the show. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do the sign off. Yeah. Just go to GandhiShow.com. GandhiShow.com yeah. and TimeTitans.com. We'll that's see everybody. It. Thank next you for week. having me, dude. Yeah. Excellent work, man. It was great. Great job, man. And guys, see you later. Go to GandhiShow.com for show dates and more, and follow us on Twitter at Gandhi Show. Lance Weiss, Brendan underscore Fitz, and TJ Del Reno. 